0: Welcome to episode number 74 of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, another short episode of mine where I dive deep into my entire backstory with fitness, the struggles I've overcome, and how it led me to where I am today. This one's a little bit more of a personal story, but it's important to me to occasionally come back to my roots and remember why I do what I do for a living. Hope you enjoy learning more about me and how how all of this came to be. As always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can go a really long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode number 74 breaking the restrict and binge cycle for good.
1: All right. So, um basically today I decided to take a little bit more of a personal route and talk about like just how all this came to be in the first place and what got me into coaching and not only telling my story on like that side because um that's of course interesting but um in my own personal fitness journey what i struggled with um and how i overcame all those things uh so this, uh, this story will definitely reveal my age and how young I am, <laughs> but um, ultimately, my story starts um, in my probably sophomore year of high school, freshman, sophomore year of high school. Basically growing up when I was like 10 years old, that's when I started playing volleyball. Um, and that was like my passion, my one thing all the time. Prior to that, I was basically just playing every sport I could try. So there was a couple years where in the fall, I played volleyball and soccer. In the winter, I played basketball. In the spring, I played lacrosse and more soccer. I can't remember, but yeah, I did a lot. And then as soon as volleyball was something that I tried, it something just clicked. And I was like, I like this sport. This one is way more fun for me. I'm picking it up way faster. I'm enjoying it more. So kind of took that went all in when I was like 11 or 12 years old, which is pretty crazy. But that's when I started playing it year round. And during that time, of course, I was a freaking child. uh, I would literally eat um, like McDonald's before tournaments and like happy meals and i was definitely like my mom was very good about making sure i ate fruits and vegetables um and that's just like something that she incorporated into my life but other than that it was like hot dogs mac and cheese uh mcdonald's and uh yeah a lot of a lot of quick easy options because my mom didn't love cooking and my dad did, but he was also the one where I would be like, let's go out to eat. Um, So that was like my childhood. And then come like eighth grade, high school, I definitely started noticing that those eating habits started to catch up to me a little bit, and it wasn't much because I was still, again, a teenager. I was still very active playing volleyball year round, but I noticed a little bit and I started to become a little bit more body conscious and um, started to notice like on social media because I was like starting to become a thing at this point, um, like comparison and looking at fitness pages and that sort of thing. So then I think it really was sophomore year of high school, I was placed onto or made it onto a team of girls that were a year older than me for my travel season. And I think the exposure to being with a grade above myself was first of all very humbling in the sports sense and like really required me to step up as a person and as a player but from the social side and from like the body image side i don't know if it necessarily had the greatest effect because they were much more aware of like i hate my hips or this or that on my body and it started to really kind of like settle in to me i started noticing their eating habits so what i started doing when i was like 14, no, not 14, 15, 16 years old was started plugging stuff into my fitness pal, because I was like, Oh, like I need to lose fat. And I think 1400 calories is a way to do it. Cause that's what my fitness pal said I should do. So I spent a good portion of high school using my fitness pals recommendations for my nutrition. That is something that I tell everybody let's not do that. <laughs> so tried to do that. Um, and it kind of got me into the cycle of restrict and binge and restrict and binge and restrict and binge because I was so freaking active, like high school season. We had four or five hour practices during the summer. We're practicing every single day club season. I had a strength trainer, um, on the side with like the team that I was with practicing three, four times a week tournaments every other weekend, like, I was just burning calories like crazy and I had no idea what my body really needed or could handle. So I was just restricting and it led to overindulging time after time, after time again, anytime I got the opportunity. So I really, really fell into that cycle of like just immense, immense guilt um, and shame every time that I overate and it became a really, really awful pattern. And I will say, I stayed very thin despite all of this, um, because of that energy expenditure energy level. And I was pretty getting pretty much into the social media, junior, junior year of high school. Um, I was running a lot on top of all the volleyball. I decided to pick up running and that was literally just out of motivation to burn calories because I was like, if I just burn more calories, then I will, lose more weight. And then therefore I will look like the models on Instagram or Tumblr that I see that are super skinny and have lines in their stomachs. And at that time too, it wasn't like strong was something that I looked toward. It was like really like the thin model type as well, because being like slim thick is like the thing now <laughs> like the really big butts and the tiny waists. That, that wasn't a thing um it was still kind of like the Victoria's Secret model really skinny look at that point so um was chasing that for a while and then it was like junior senior year of high school where my mom um said that I could get a gym membership uh if I wanted to like run in the in indoors if it was like cold out or something because she she hated when I would go out and it's like 30 degrees run like five six miles because that's what I would do. So she was like just use this $10 gym membership, and it was export, it was where I ended up falling in love with. bodybuilding it's where I ended up falling in love with fitness, but she was just like here this gym membership super cheap just go here instead for those long cold day runs. Um, and so. Basically in in high school, junior, senior year of high school, uh, still playing volleyball year round, but like I would come to the gym as well whenever I could and I would run on the treadmill or I would do like 20 minutes on the treadmill, 20 minutes on the elliptical, 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, like I would spend an hour doing cardio and then I would go do a couple machines and sweat all over them and not really get anything done with that. And then I would lay on the floor and do a bunch of ab exercises. And I saw like some, I guess you could say I saw some results. Like I had like two little lines on my stomach that I was like, these are my abs coming out because I'm I'm doing all the crunches and all that stuff, but I really just had no fucking clue (laughs) like what I was doing to my body, what I was doing to my mentality, what I was doing to my metabolism. Um, And like, there's a lot of, like a lot of the most um, prominent memories that I have from high school are like ridden with the guilt and the shame that I was feeling about overeating or um, feeling insecure in my body. And uh, like a lot of my memories in that time period in my life are actually overshadowed by how I felt in terms of like that that struggle and that pain that I was facing with food and with body image. So I don't really think back or look back on high school all that often. It's really either like telling this story and thinking about what I've overcome on this side of things, or it's like straight volleyball uh, memories, like games and accolades and stuff. So like, I don't really, have a lot of prominent memories from that time frame outside of those things. So that's kind of sad, like looking back on it, but it just goes to show like how deep some of these things and these struggles can run for people. Um, so I'll kind of get into the positive side of this is how did this all turn around? Because junior year of high school, I remember I took like three AP classes. I almost tried to take four, stress myself out too much, SAT prep, taking SATs, college applications. Um, I was, I was in a weird relationship at the time. So I broke that off. That was stressful. My parents were also going through a divorce at that time too. So like, it felt like the whole world was against me during that point. That's when the binging and the restricting got really, really bad. And I was trying to eat less and less and less calories. And I just found myself retreating to my basement in my home or my room with all these things from the pantry or the fridge and like hiding and eating and then crying and feeling awful. And, um, that was like a regular thing. It was happening at least once a week, sometimes a little more. And I think if I had gone to a a psychologist, I probably would have gotten a diagnosis for like binge eating disorder, but, and I think I knew that too, because I kept Googling it. I remember Googling it and being like, what is, this, what's going on with me? Like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop this cycle? I just didn't know that the solution to that cycle was eat more calories daily <laughs> because I was still trying to eat like 1200 calories a day. So basically this turned around. in all honesty, given some credit to social media, as much as it tore me down and created a lot of these negative habits it also was the thing that opened my eyes to other possibilities so at the time now we're thinking so this is where i'll, I'll reveal how young i am this is like 2014 2015 maybe a little bit of 2013 in my junior senior year of high school uh social media started like really blowing up and there were more more and more women that were showing like Hey, I'm eating carbs. I'm eating 2000 calories. I'm eating more food and I am looking, you know, the best possible. That's when the strong rather than skinny started to become like really a thing started to blow up. So I started to open my eyes to that. And I was like, how are they eating more calories and looking better? And like, they were starting to explain the science and there was more and more and more coming out. So I latched on to a couple of like prominent names and figures that are still in the industry today. Um, and I took small steps <laughs> because I was scared to eat more. So I went from trying to eat twelve hundred calories a day to like 14, then 15 and then 16. And I didn't really notice all that much because again, my expenditure was through the roof. I was still playing sports like three hours a day. So like, what are you gonna notice with that? you are still in a deficit, right? So, but it it got a little bit better. It, it almost started to solve itself, but it was still an issue. And then I remember senior year, high school season, that was an amazing season. And I started to let go of it for, The let go of the restriction for the sake of performance. This year, I was the captain of the team for the second year in a row. We were breaking school records. We were headed to the state championships. And, you know, at that point, I started to understand that calories mattered if I wanted to win. And I really wanted to win. (laughs) I wanted to lead my team to victory. So, um, started to slightly let go of that. Same at the same time, uh, senior year, I took. first semester a personal fitness class which is essentially just weight room for sweaty football guys to get an excuse to not take an academic class but i took it with a couple friends of mine and i was one of the only girls in the class I started learning how to squat and to bench and to, um, do accessory movements, understand lifting a little bit more. So I started taking what I learned there and seeing how it might help me in volleyball or seeing what I could apply from that to, uh, the gym that I was a member at, I was still running a lot. I was still playing way too much volleyball and, and then I was adding that on top of it and still only eating like 1500 calories a day, but we were starting. And this is why, like, this is why I love coaching because like, I'm taking people who are going through similar things that I did where it took me probably from like 2013 to like 2017 to figure out and we're, fi- we're fixing it in like six months. So uh, basically started to fix that. And then high school season ended spoiler. We lost a heartbreak state final in my senior year, and as much as I would love to go back and do some things differently to win that game, I think it's what set me off in the trajectory that I am on today, uh, because if we had won, I don't know, maybe I would have tried to go play in college and lived a whole different experience. Um, so that ended, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of devastated, kind of burned. Burnt out i mean how could i not have been after all you just heard me say but um kind of burnt out and uh was like i'm not going to play in college I haven't done much of the recruiting stuff i was too stressed last year so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dedicate more energy to the gym it's, this gym things kind of fun so senior year after high school season i applied for a front desk position at that gym that i was at and got that job started working front desk for probably six, eight months or so. And senior year of high school, that was when I, um, and I'll actually be telling a bit of this story here, this part um, in a caption later this month too, that I've written, but see, I really started like just diving headfirst into the lifting thing. Cause I was like this, is a lot of fun. I'm getting stronger. I'm able to be competitive with myself in a new way. Um, and I kind of just put volleyball on the back burner and Finally, started to scale back a little bit on running and put a little bit more emphasis on strength training. And this was also the time that I finally started eating more calories. And I recall it being like 1700, 1800 a day. Still not a lot, but we were getting there. And also ran my first ever truly structured program at the time bodybuilding.com gave away programs for free pretty sure you have to pay for it now but i ran what's called jim stepanis 12 weeks to size because i was like you know what screw the skinny thing i want to get jacked (laughs) and i was this little stick like stick thin i'd have no idea what i weighed either i never weighed myself didn't have a scale never really used the scale at the gym I would guess I was like 115 pounds, I weigh 150 right now. (laughs) So just for perspective's sake. Um, But I was like, you know what, I want to get jacked. And so I picked up the men's program. And I was like, there's no difference. Like, I'll be fine. Right. Um, And ran 12 weeks to size. Um, And it was a very generally well put together, uh, strength training program, got me doing some low reps, some strength work, got me a lot stronger and saw some pretty decent results. Cause again, I was eating slightly more 1700, 1800 calories and, and basically saw what I didn't know at the time was body recomposition and newbie gains, like the brand new muscles that you've never had before. Um, at that time that I was doing that, I, I, I still have the notebook that has the 12 weeks to size program. What I would do is I would print out the the program and then I would cut the day's workout out and I would tape it onto the notebook and then I would write everything that I did below. I tried to track it like that. I still have it. It's pretty adorable. I tried to like write all my meals out on the other pages. Like I was trying to just be this like bodybuilder. I was so obsessed and immersed with this new world. Um, As I was doing that program, I met who became my boyfriend at the time at that gym. He was 20 years old. I was 18 and I was like, ooh, he's an older guy. And he met him at the gym and like blah, blah, blah. So um, I was in a relationship when I met this guy. Uh, So the guy I was dating was a year older than me in college in Oklahoma. I, I dumped him over text. So not proud of that. Uh, But I did it because I knew that I was catching feelings and I would not be a cheater. So I dumped him over text. And to to this day, I think that is one thing I live with regrets for is not handling that situation better. Um, I, I obviously don't want to change the trajectory of my life. I don't regret how it all panned out. But yeah, I think I could have broken that to him a little bit better. So dumped him over text uh, and then started dating the guy that I met at the gym and he was way into bodybuilding. So he really did open up that world for me, even though that relationship did not work out. And that's not where I am today. Um, it opened up the doors to this whole new world for me. Um, just continued training and trying to start and be because being in a relationship, you go out to eat more, you're a little more flexible. I was finally starting to eat a good amount of calories. And that's when I started seeing like actual results, and I was like, "Eating more works," and I started preaching that. And so this was 2015, so it was the year before I graduated high school, year before I started my business, year before I started bodybuilding, um, pretty much the year before everything catapulted. But um, because of that boy, I was actually signed on, registered, ready to go to the University of Texas at Austin. senior year and that's uh where i just i wanted to go um the weather still appeals to me to this day (laughs) texas is still a great viable option right now um but yeah it was like i just didn't want to be in in virginia i didn't want to be cold so i applied to like three schools in florida four schools in texas um and at the time when i was applying to those schools in texas it was like to be closer to that boy in oklahoma but broke that relationship off. And then when I was about to be going across the country, when I was dating this new boy I was totally in love with, I was like, oh, I don't wanna do that. So told my parents, hey, you wanna save 50 grand a year? And they were like, yeah. I was like, great, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> so dropped that, um, like the day before we had to like lock in the housing deposit. Like it was so, looking back, so impulsive. Um, so unlike i guess how i see myself but also in line with how i see myself at the same time so it's kind of funny but uh stayed back for a boy and as silly as that sounds it set me on this trajectory so i was like well i can't just be a piece of shit for the fall semester and not do anything so i might as well work and make some more money so how do i get a pay raise i can go from front desk at this gym to a personal trainer so i said hey can i Uh, if I study for my CPT over the summer, can I uh, can I start training clients here? And they were like, yeah, sure. Like you pretty much like we watch you work out every day. You know what you're doing compared to other 18 year olds. So sure. So I bought the textbook, started studying, procrastinated studying three days before the test. I had scheduled hold myself up in the basement for three 12 hour days and pass the test. <laughs> Again, don't recommend that. I have not done that for any of my other certifications, but that's how I got my CPT. Started the next month in August after graduating high school and started training clients. I was very thankful that sales was not a part of that gym's culture for personal trainers. It was more like um kind of like what I do with you guys is like I am like placing the clients from okay, I'm taking you in, what are we doing? How's it gonna go? Okay, now I've got these coaches, right? And it's kind of the same system there where like people just basically put clients on my roster. So that was a relief because I don't know how long I would have lasted at that point in my life having to like physically recruit people. Um, so I started working with clients to a lot of them to this day. I still keep in touch with them, which is really cool. Um, and then I did that for about six months full-time, um, made some money, oh, moved out of my home uh, over that summer as well when I started making an income because I was like, I don't want to live with you, mom. Sorry, I love you, but we rubbed shoulders too much. So um, moved out and moved out with the boy. And that winter into 2016, I started seeing people doing this online coaching thing. And they were like in their pajamas and they were working from home and they were just emailing people and they were making their living. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I'm selfish. I want to work from home. (laughs) So I literally like, and I look back to this day, my intentions for starting this business are hilarious compared to what I do now. And like what this has become, because I wanted to not talk to people face to face. I wanted to just email them. I wanted to uh l- just be at home all the time and not have any social interaction. Um I guess I still have that part, but it was mainly the intention of like I don't like talking to people. It's draining, like it's just not my personality because in-person training to me was like physically draining of like being on my feet all day, giving energy to people like physically every day. And so I was like the opposite of that while still serving my passion is online, I'll just email people. So when I started the business, March 8th, 2016, is the day I posted up a website that I had kind of jerry-rigged together myself and said, I am taking clients. First two clients were people I was already training in person at the gym. And I was like, hey, can I just like give you all your other workouts via this online Excel sheet and we can start doing your nutrition more in depth because we haven't really been able to talk about that um, in our one-on-one sessions. And they were like, sure. Then first few people I got as like real clients from Instagram, 25 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month. Just get me some experience, just get me doing this. I started coaching some friends some family, just trying to like build a roster and get some results. Um, And it was truly like humble beginnings. Um, But at that same time in March of April, actually of 2020, sorry, 2016, April of 2016. uh, I also started really documenting my journey on Instagram. Also, if you go back on my YouTube channel, it's all there baby Marissa from 2016. And my first contest prep. It's really, it's if you watch it you'll be like wow marissa was really awkward like she's really grown a lot in her communication um <laughs> i mean that but it's all there i documented my whole first contest prep on youtube um learned how to do that and through youtube and instagram and posting like 50 times a day uh grew a following from about 2000 followers to about 10000 and from that was able to gain like a reliable clientele um then continued building and building and this business became viable full-time i would say 2018 for me Um, but again it was just me this whole time and we fast forward to 2021 the summer of 2021 was when i hired my first employee who was an assistant And she's awesome, she's still with us right now, and she takes care of so much stuff on the back end. Um, And from the summer of 2021 to where we are today, we're now a team of seven, and I'm not doing quite as much, if any, one-on-one coaching, but I have an awesome team that's passionate and amazing. And that's, I mean, in short, how, how we got here today. So I mean, I wouldn't change anything. I think people often ask, like, what's something you regret? I don't have any regrets. Maybe just calling the guy instead of texting him. But <laughs> but that's that's the whole the whole progression. So that is my story, what I've struggled with, what I've overcome. And hopefully it brought you some value or perspective in some way. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.